Check, check. White check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Oh my God, we're back. Holy crap, racing is happening. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. The first of many. Can't believe we're back racing. That's awesome. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Let's talk some Salt Lake City. Talk about round one or we can talk about round seven. Whatever you want. Thanks for listening. Fly Racing, uh, please check them out on the web. Uh, They've got everything you need Uh, right now. They're doubling down on their efforts to produce the best performance motocross and off-road products. Zach Osborne, Justin Brayton. Blake Baggett and others wearing Fly Racing from the Rion Equipped Formula to the redesigned Evo DST. Down to the new FR5 boots, Fly Racing has a head-to-toe option for any riding need. Thanks to the folks at Athena as well. They're a point of reference in the market for the production of complete gasket kits for motorcycles, dirt bikes, ATVs, and Harley-Davidson. Athena offers uh, high-performance cylinder kits, pistons, fork seals, rods, valves, etc. They are a sister company of the folks at Get, and uh, they have a great uh, quality control over there. And uh, continuous development is always ensured by the in-house R&D department at Athena. Thank you, Maxis Tires, MXSTs, used by Alex Ray in Salt Lake City this Sunday. Great mountain bike tires as well, light trucks, UTV tires from the folks at Maxis. And Pro Taper since 91, Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components. Through ideas like the one and one eighth bar and the micro bar, Pro Taper continues to push the limits and transform how we all experience riding motorcycles. Chad Reed, JGR, Rockstar Husky, Geico Honda, all using Pro Taper products. And they have the new Sella starting device just out. This thing's really cool. You can set it by yourself. It's available now at your local dealers. We're going to give one away. We're also giving away a set of kinetic mesh gear as well from the folks at Fly Racing. All you got to do is call in and ask a question. If we like it, we'll do it. We'll answer it. We'll give it to you. Uh, JT and Weege on the show. And, uh, of course, uh, speaking of Justin Brayton a little while ago wearing Fly Racing, let's welcome our first guest from RacerX Online. It's Jason Wigan. What's up, Weege? Yeah. You are back on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show because there is actual racing going on. Well, there's an actual Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, unbelievable. By the way, uh, is it Fly Racing? Who's putting together that uh, whole shot device that you can That's Pro Taper. Yourself? That's Pro Taper. Sella. Uh, uh, it might, be might become the uh, most valuable item in all of Supercross coming I, up starting I, Sunday. I never thought of that because the mechanics are not allowed behind the gate. The riders have to go there themselves, correct? Yes. So I talked to some riders about that, and they're like, well, I'm assuming we can, you know, activate the start device in the tunnel like going in but if it pops back up what do we do yeah great point i never <laughs> thought of that um pro taper yeah pro taper seller get it get it now folks set it yourself uh, uh so thanks to those guys we're gonna give that away um hey so you read the rules and the the regulations and everything for this mm-hmm. um anything anything strike you i mean oh look the whole thing is odd the whole thing is different but anything strike you as a little too much no, no no not at all okay but but i'm probably of the wrong mind for this um i've said since like literally day one probably like march 13th like look it's not going to be perfect for anyone we all have to compromise and i'm very very happy and impressed that the industry i believe for the most part has agreed to that you know normally you can't get teams to agree on anything i'm mm-hmm. talking about the size of a dragon back or the way the starting gate is designed or something right right um, there has been a shocking level of agreement all around for this crazy convoluted process, which just goes to show everyone's job is to go to the races, and when they realized how bad it would be if it stopped, suddenly they're like, you know what, park it, whatever we got to say. I don't even know. Look, we're very lucky in this industry. I don't think from a political standpoint a lot of riders and teams are even that worried about this. But at the same time, you haven't heard 
a single rider come out and be like, this is garbage. I don't need masks. It's more like whatever I got to do. I get it. I don't even, even if I don't agree with it, I agree with it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, Yeah. no, I agree. Uh, It'll be weird. It'll be different for the whole series for sure. Do you feel like, I I don't know where I stand on this. I'm kind of both sides. Do you feel there's going to be a rider come out and just be like noticeably off his his pre-COVID form? Do you think? Do you think there'll be somebody where we're just like, "Wow, that guy, that guy hasn't been riding no, much." I, I, unless he has COVID, I don't think so. Okay, I mean, all right. We we do know that Anaheim one is a bit of an anomaly, right? You get some weirdo results. Yep. Um, but don't you feel this would only be like an Anaheim one light version? You know, it's the same bike, it's the same settings for the most part. Mm-hmm. Everyone might be a little nervous, like they're an Anaheim one, but the whole bike setting problem you've got to imagine is not going to be an issue right so i now I, I don't see anybody being way off their game I, I think the real drama is going to be i think everybody can follow the rules for the most part of the stadium and they are not perfect there are probably still ways you could transfer the virus even with all the rules they put in place uh-huh. the 10 person the, your mechanic has it and he's in your group you could still get it mm-hmm. but dude between the races it's going to be wild, wild west, and I'm very curious to see how people either pretend they're not or forget and don't show that they're not social distancing because there are no guidelines on that at all. Yeah, None. yeah. No, it, it'll be – I wrote that as my column on RacerX Online. Um, yeah. You know, there are all these regulations and all these things at the races, but then, like, we're all in one of four hotels or some Airbnbs, and we're all hanging out. Yeah. So – I don't, yeah, I don't really restaurants know. are open. I, I think restaurants are open. I've heard. I'm just giving an example here. So, right, like, right. you could consi- like we're not supposed to go near any of these people on the day of the race. We're not in their group. Right. We're not. We're media. We're not team. We're not television uh, staff. Whatever. But right. right. We can go to dinner with them. Is that not allowed? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it'll it'll be it'll be weird. Does somebody get? Does somebody test positive? You think? I was talking to. Um, Jeff Myshak with the Geico team last night, and we were kind of theorizing what's one in 900. I'd say the odds are pretty good. I one do out too. of 900 people. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. Um, I had a real interesting answer when I interviewed Chase Sexton last week. The East Riders actually have 10 days off, or yeah. thereabouts. Yeah. I, I guess eight that they race, and then they race again on a 10th day. So they have eight days in between. They could conceivably go back. And Sexton just says, Well, I was going to, but then I realized I got to get tested again when I come back. Yep. And if I get tested, I can't race. So I don't want to take the chance. So. You know what that means. This yeah. is the classic. Having it's one thing, but I just can't get caught, caught. having. Yeah, exactly right. I wonder if there's some guy that, like, some rider that wore, like, size 32 uh, at Daytona, and then they show up, yeah. They show up, and it's like, oh, you need a 36 now, bro. What oh. have you been doing? What's been going I, on? Okay, so you're voting that you might see someone, maybe like a privateer guy who, like, literally didn't even know if he was going to have a ride or a bike or anything. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. 702-586-7857. Give us a call here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, brought to you by Athena Pro Taper and the folks at Maxis as well. How's the wife handling you going to be gone? You know, you're not going the whole time, but you're going to be gone 12 days, 14 days or something, I think. Uh, how's that How's that working? Well, it takes eight even to go to the first two races, which is yep. probably the most inefficient traveling you could ever do. Because uh, here I am going on Wednesday for a race on Sunday. Um, it's not ideal, uh, just because of the time at home. You know, yeah. the, look, I, just like these teams, I want to go back to work. I want to be able to make a living. So mm-hmm. I got to put my money where my mouth is. Am I saying that I can't get coronavirus? Absolutely not. Am I saying it's not dangerous? No, I'm not saying that. I really don't know. But we can't stay in lockdown for two years. So when yeah. the opportunity popped up, I'm like, got to put my money where my mouth is. If I'm saying we got to open up, I got to be there. So. It is what it is, I suppose. In, yeah, in great philosophy. Right, right. No, I'm with you. I'm the same way. Like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm packing up the podcast stuff and bringing all that up there is a huge pain in the ass. Uh, uh, you know, I want to bring my mountain bike stuff, clothes. Want to make sure my wife knows what to do. Like, like last night, I tried to show the wife how to start the barbecue. Right, I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> um, she doesn't. She, she's like, well, maybe I want to do use it, but. So I'm just like this is a, a this is an inconvenience. This is a pain in the ass. But you know what? It is. We're doing it. We got to do it. We're going racing. So yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. And and for the record, if I had if I if I had to do it, like if I was theoretically, if I was on the Supercross television staff, yeah. and my job was paid per race to be there, I would absolutely be there for three weeks or however long it is. Like yeah. I have no issue with it. Right. It is what it is. Right. 
Yeah. And you better get your pipes warmed up because there is only one week off after Salt Lake City 7 before the Nationals. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the plan as of now. But right. uh, I like, dude, who knows, man? Who knows? Yep. I, I have now of the mind of we just had Memorial Day weekend. And, Steve, that's an American holiday. Yeah. Um, and things were kind of opening up at the time. I, I, you cannot rule out that three weeks from now we get a whole lot more cases and things start tightening back up it, the assumption was the more time you have the better yeah it might end up going the other way this is not me with any insider knowledge yeah, yeah. theory i have july right. is a long way off Who knows? Right. right yeah so so you're not you're not putting any money on anything happening in july is what you're saying like you're you're not taking any bets right right well me and your buddy ricky carmichael uh we had an interview a couple weeks ago and it's like we we're saying the same thing about tv like until i said until i get the paycheck and it clears in the bank I'm not going to believe anything. Right. Like, <laughs> until we're on the air doing the show, I fly home, the yeah. race happened, and I get paid. I won't believe I'm back to work. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a weird one for sure. And I feel like on a, on a broader scale, um, look, the, the, this virus isn't beat. There's still people dying from it. We got 100,000 deaths. But we, I, I don't know if we can wait much longer for, for, the, for the economy, for the country, for everything. No. Like, you know? No. It's a risk you have to be willing to to take and by the way there was there is one thing steve I, I will make a statement on here i've heard many people say oh man i hope supercars doesn't mess this up it will be such a bad look for our sport if the media <laughs> find it will not matter nothing is going to matter we are not i hate to say it everybody <laughs> i know you agree we're not going to get bigger because we're the first thing back or one of the first things back no and if a dirt bike race has terrible social distancing, and by the way, it's not going to because these rules are very good. Yep. But if something were to get out of hand, it might be picked up by a few news outlets for like one day, and then three days later, no one will even remember. No. It's not going to matter, everybody. Chill out. Don't be worried. Don't be this, isn't, this isn't the break we were looking for, Wygant, for ESPN and, and, and everything else? No? No? No. Okay. No, it is not. When the NBA and the NBA and the NFL come back, people will go back to those. They won't be like, screw this. That dirt bike racing is awesome. <laughs> But also, do you agree that if, I don't know, a bunch of factory riders are hanging out in a pool and not social distancing and the media catches it, that it's not going to be like this massive scandal? No, it will not be. No. Like mainstream media no. scandal. It might be scandal with the AMA having to DQ people. Uh, yeah, I don't virus, know. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Apparently, the AMA sheets have Chad Reed listed as number 27 on the AMA sheets. Uh, oh, we just did a Pulp Mex Fantasy podcast. So the AMA is right back to midseason form. They are right oh. back like they've never missed a beat. Congrats, AMA. You never change. You never 27. change. 27. I mean, I know Chad just got 22. It wasn't, hasn't been that long, so we know that. Um, <laughs> hey, I don't follow NASCAR very much, and I know you do. A lot of the rules from the series, from what I read on ESPN.com about NASCAR and what I've read on the Feld Motorsports package, they seem very mm -hmm. similar. Uh, NASCAR mm -hmm. has had two races without fans. What do you think of the NASCAR return compared to our sport? And what, what's the good and the bad about the NASCAR guys coming back? And what's been weird? And what will we see in our sport uh, looking forward? That's been pretty successful. Um, but it's hard to compare the two because every, of the, every one of the big sports leagues, and that includes NASCAR, and then you could throw in regrettably even maybe hockey, but definitely NBA, baseball, and the NFL, they have massive television contracts. And the, uh, the race teams in the case of NASCAR, that television time is also a huge part of where they get their sponsorship money. Uh, there is not that model in Supercross, really, and definitely not in motocross. So a lot of it doesn't apply. Uh, I think if you're NASCAR and you have what is literally a 10-year, $1 billion TV package, so do the math, that's $100 million a year if you deliver this TV project, um, you gain or lose $100 million if you do not get races on TV this year. Uh, that is not the equation that Supercross has. Um, what I've essentially heard is they will lose less by holding these races than they would by not doing it at all. Um, but it is, it is a big financial sacrifice that Feld is willing to make by not having fans uh, in these stands. And for the teams, it's good to get out of the racetrack. But I would imagine NASCAR, they were even more desperate, I bet you, because they're – sponsorship money is from television exposure. It's either there or not. Like the bosses at Honda can choose the bosses at Honda can choose to continue to fund racing or not. You know, they don't look yeah. at TV numbers at the end of the year to justify that. It's just something these manufacturers choose to spend money on. 
without a real return on investment in mind. Um, it did get bleak. It did get scary. We did hear if the racing doesn't come back, we're in big trouble. Uh, but I think it was a, a much a risk that NASCAR absolutely had to take. Yep. We needed it, but I don't think we were as desperate. And be glad that it happened. Did it did it pay off in NASCAR? Like regardless of no fans and the social distancing stuff and the limited pit crews, no problems, no issues. Everything was sort of successful racing wise. Yes, and uh, one thing I think they did an excellent job with, and you got to watch this on these races. I feel like they did a good job, at least when the cameras were on, of trying to do the right thing. There were a few slip ups here and there, yeah, but yeah. I think human error error is going to happen when you're. You've been high-fiving people your entire life. Right. But I feel like they went out of their way. Don't embarrass us. And I think that's maybe the goal here at Utah. <laughs> you know, don't embarrass us. You gotta, don't embarrass us. Look, if you're the governor of Utah and you've allowed this, and you're bringing 900 people in from other states and 80% that are the hot spot, you are taking a huge leap of faith. If anything breaks out and we're saying our sports can look bad. No, the governor will look bad. If there's a big break and they're like, they let 900 people from other states come in yeah. here for three weeks. Right. So if you're Utah, you have to be like, no, 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 no. We thought about that. We put precautions in place. Trust us. Yeah. We tried to do this right. Yeah. Uh, and when you watch those NASCAR races, you can get that same sense. Like behind the scenes, the teams could be snickering. Yeah. They might think this is the dumbest thing ever, but it's like, bro, this is a hundred million dollar a year TV package. And by the way, that revenue is shared with teams it, it, it's baked into the purse, right. so that's how it becomes team money. They have to get these races on TV. Right. Here, dude, we don't know, right? It's just like we all feel like we need to be on TV, but is there an actual dollar value placed on it legitimately? Well, the, the fell does get money from NBC, but, yeah, who knows what that is and who knows how it's yeah, working. Yeah, but it's not like Team Honda says, depending on our television rating, oh, yeah. that will be our budget for the yeah. year. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, not at all. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Do you see... Any upsets uh, coming down the line? We, like, look, obviously, we did the fantasy show this morning, and all of us are like, who knows, right? We don't know how, what's going to happen. This is Anaheim 1. We don't know what's, who's been riding, who hasn't, what's it like, everything else. Do you see any upsets happening in any of the classes, either two, 250s or, or 450 class? Like, JT's on record as saying like he just thinks Cooper Webb is coming out blazing. I don't see it. I'll talk to him about it later. But, um, you know, he may win a race, but I, I don't see Coop taking it to a new level and, and getting these guys. But what about you? Well, I think Cooper can be just as good as the other guys. He could score the same amount of points or more than any of them, but is he going to make up 29? Uh, that's going to depend on them. I don't think he's going to win enough races to make up that distance on his own. He's going to need them to have one or two bad races, which at that point, that's not because he's on fire. That's just because they messed up. Yeah. Um, I think you might see it more in the 250s. Uh, I think, you know, I think in the 450 class, you get a little more of they are what they are. Mm -hmm. You know, like no one's, say, really talking about, say, Austin Fortner right now, you know, because Cooper's actually second in points and Ferrandez has yep. been pretty solid as right. he wrote today. Um, but I think when you get younger guys like that, you never know. Oh, or, dude, here's the perfect example. Like, what Jet Lawrence are we going to see yeah. here? He improved massively in just three races. Now he's had three more months. Uh, yeah. Is he going to be, like, as fast as everyone else and just win? Because he was practically already that good. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely, yeah. Um, and Hunter, Hunter Lawrence drops in, jumps. and Hunter Lawrence is going to drop in for his first Supercross on the West in a couple Two. in three weeks. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I, yeah, I think it'll be, you know, the points race in the two fifty class. And again, I wrote this in my column. I just Sexton and Ferrandis have been the best guys uh, for the most part. Yeah. Sexton or Ferrandis yeah. had the one horrible race. Uh, not even horrible, but whatever got whatever he finished at one of the Anaheims or whatever I think it was. Um, they just seemed to be the best riders in the class. They were the clot. They were riding through. They were grabbing the wins. But damn it, Wagon, the points are actually semi tight here. Semi tight. Yes, the points are not uh, what you would think they are, as you wrote today in observation. Um, but it's because you get the small sample size. They only race like what four or five times. Mm -hmm. So. You have one okay race and then three or four wins, and that's only enough to build a 12-point lead. So, absolutely, if you're McElrath or Justin Cooper or even Forkner, who's a little further down, um, who's third in 250 East points? He won't be there. Uh, he won't be oh. there. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. Oh. No. Okay. He was, he was told Supercross was going to start later, so he went and got his ACL fixed. Oh, man. That's got to be tough on some of his sponsors. Some of his supporters? It's yes. it's it's a tough blow. It's a tough blow. I'm not gonna lie. So, 
Uh, you love it, don't you? The moon sponsors, did they already spend the money and they're just not going to get bonus money? Yeah. How it works? Yeah. Yeah. Some of those guys did. Yeah. From what I hear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, so it's I guess a, it's a two horse title race in the East. It kind of is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, out. you know, it wouldn't be surprising to see the Monster Energy Pro Circuit fork their kid come out and just, like, you know, kind of get a reset. We know he had the raw speed to run with those guys. He'd made a bunch of self-inflicted mistakes. Maybe Forkler comes out and just starts crushing it. I, I wonder. Well, that's what I mean. Fernandez has beat him straight up, passed him, beat him in the two races they had at the end. But, I, you know, it's not like Forkler's way off. No. And you just, like I said, you're looking at guys in their second, third, fourth year. The gains that they can make, I feel, are bigger. And Forkler's a great starter. Could he whole shot two in a row? and run away, and Fernandez just can't get there. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, Forkner's on fire. He's won two in a row. So I would look for that 250 class. Although, by the way, the West, we got a whole other uh, week and a half. Yeah. First three races are east, yeah. everybody. Yeah, it's Great. funny because I was looking at the schedule, and I'm like, yeah, the, the West won't be out for three weeks. But, no, actually it's just about a week and a half because we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're jamming yeah. these yeah. things in there. Um, yep. and, and and you know what? And it also, too, if, 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 one, you know, if you tweak an ankle, if one of these guys, Roxon, Tomac, Webb, yeah. Fernandez, yeah. you case a jump, on Sunday, tweak an ankle, two more days, yeah. man, and you're back racing. So hopefully that ankle, you know, like like things like that, like we don't really think about because these guys kind of do get beat up in the course of a, of a race day. Yeah, well, Cooper Webb got so bailed out, right? He had seven days between Dallas and Atlanta, and somehow it was enough to get yeah. a podium in it. So you get there flipping onto the concrete, like that's not happening this time. No, I know, and we always hear from riders like that. Oh. If it was, you know, one more day, I couldn't have couldn't have rode. You know what I mean? Well, now we're going to see that. We're going to actually see that. So what they say. Right. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for Jason Wigand or Jason Thomas coming up here. Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by Pro Taper, Athena, and Maxis. We're giving away the Pro Taper Sella starting device and we're going to give away a set of Fly 2020-20-20-and-a-half kinetic mesh uh, gear that debuted way back in Daytona. Way back then. Um, As far as Salt Lake City, Wigand, and being stuck up there, what's your thoughts on that? We almost were in Glendale. There was talk of St. Louis. What, what's your what's your thoughts on Salt Lake City and, and being up there? Um, it's pretty ideal, I think. I'm actually literally getting dropped off at the airport as we speak. I think it's actually ideal uh, because I, there's so much to do. I think the riders took about three days to go from this is going to be weird and difficult to, wait, this is going to be awesome. And I don't think that's the case. Hey, hang on a second. Oh. Well, Jason, why got live on the air getting dropped off at the airport yep. on his yep, way to Salt Lake City? by at oh. the airport. And I'm going to put a mask on while I do this, while I do this interview. Because um, they're now at the airport, and I think that's the rule. Um, so, yeah, I think the riders took like three days to be like, dude, I can't believe it. I can't go back to my track. I can't go to the test track. What am I going to – wait, Salt yeah. Lake City, huh? Park <laughs> City, Utah, yeah. rent a house, mountain bike. Um, can we have all of the Supercross races run like this? Uh, I think that's where we're going to be. A, a rider that we talked to, yeah. we're on a group text with a guy that shall go nameless yeah. but reminds me of Schmushin Schrayton. Uh, He's a great guy. A great guy. He seems stoked on Park City. (laughs) Yeah. He's like mountain biking for three weeks, no flights between races. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. He is. uh, Maybe we need to just have like a TV only Supercross series. Yeah. Yeah, he, where he, this is the way it works. Right. He he seems he seems absolutely ecstatic with, with the whole thing. So I guess as long as you can bring your wife and kids and you know your family, I yeah. don't know. Some of those people maybe didn't make the cut for some guys, but I think if you're an elite factory guy, you probably got on the list with as many family members and entourages well, well, as you wanted. Okay, there's a list to come to the race, but there's not a list of you can't hang out in an Airbnb for three weeks. No, true. So, yeah, but I would assume yeah, yeah I would assume that Oh, maybe they can't go to the race. Yeah, I don't even know. Good point. Yeah, maybe they can't. I don't know if they care. Right. And uh, th- what'll be fun to watch is, like, I interviewed a couple 250 guys like Joe Shimoda, like a rookie, right? I don't think he's got – he doesn't have Airbnb money. Right. Uh, he's like, yeah, I guess I'm just staying in a hotel for three weeks. Now, those guys might later tell you that this is the worst thing ever. Yeah, 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 good point, right? Uh, we got yeah. a call. We got a call. It's about James Stewart, of course. Uh, Zeke. That's relevant. Zeke, what's going on? Hey, uh, I know it's not uh, super relevant right now. No, it is. He's helping too. Sexton. He's coaching Sexton right now. He's back. Oh, really? That's right. He's oh, back. Well, this isn't, this isn't about that. Okay. But, uh, um, so I was digging through the archives during this quarantine, and I was watching uh, 03 Designations, and I was hoping you could clear up why Stu wasn't on that team. So I know Ryan Hughes had that spot, and I was just – I know how good he was that year. I was wondering why, if you knew why. I have that was 03, that's Rhino GL year national, so he was healthy. 
I guess maybe Cowie uh, maybe Cowie didn't want to go. Oh, you know what? There was no 125 guy. Remember that was the one year, the one year I go to Disney Nations for Team USA. It's a all four fifties and uh, one moto format. Never been done before or since. So we each, I guess, maybe that's why there's no 125. And one moto. And one moto. So. Oh really. I would have put Stu huh. on a 250, though. That's, I seem like that would have still been a good idea. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Why, guy? Do you remember? Weed, you there? Yeah. Yeah, do you yeah, remember? It's hard to hear the caller. Oh. I think he's asking about what, 03, why is Stu not on donation team? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember why? Well, yeah, I think that's why it was a 125. They didn't have a 125 class. But, but, there is a guy at Kawasaki that has always been very consistent with his distaste for his riders racing motocross of nations. I don't know if you've noticed, but there have been years where ca- really good Kawasaki riders have not participated in motocross of nations. Just saying. Yeah. You noticed this. Yeah, I know. I know. I wonder if that was it, right? I wonder if that was the reason. Well, it was in 05 when Stu was on a 250, and I remember by Redbud, like, the heat was so unbelievably on. And uh, this guy who's still at Kawasaki now and put out a press release last year saying seeing Cerullo and Tomac will not be going yep. was also screaming and yelling at people in 05, James Stewart's not going to motocross the nation. This is a dumb event that we don't want him to race in. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. I, don't, I, was, I didn't think about him not still being there, but he was there then, yeah. So At that time. There was a time where he wasn't, and then at one point we had a, what, 06, the entire team was Cali? Yeah, good point. Yeah, but that guy wasn't uh, working at Kawasaki right. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he came back. All right, yeah. all right, Zeke. Thanks, man. All right, thanks. Thanks. Appreciate- so, what about yeah. Stu helping out Sexton? What are your thoughts on that, Weege? This is. Uh, at first, I thought it was one of the most shocking things of all time, but then I realized. Then I realized, Steve. We all predicted that Ryan Villapoto would buy guns, go into the woods, grow a beard, and we would never see him again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there is Ryan Villapoto driving a van across the country to an undisclosed location <laughs> to, do a, to do a race at, like, a local track. Yeah. For, for shits and giggles, basically. Right, right. And right. I'm like, never rule any of these guys out. Like, they, they will not be able to not do this forever. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. He's back. Yeah, that's it. Um, it'll be interesting to see. So, are you surprised that Chase Sexton is the lucky recipient? I just don't know how Stu can teach how to ride. <laughs> That's all. And nothing against James. Just like he, he changed his sport. He did things that people could never do. How, how's he going to relate to that? You know? I don't well, know. I don't know. I, Stu has um, historically been known as a student of the game, right? He's the kid that watched all these VHS tapes. Um, he did. Which is always fun. He did. That's always funny to me. That's a big deal. And I'm like, uh, what? I didn't watch VHS tapes when I was nine years old. Like, no. What? He's the only nine-year-old that liked watching dirt bikes on TV. Yeah. I'm, I'm very confused. Otherwise, yeah. it's a big deal. Right. Right. Um, but um, I, there's a chance he knows a lot more than he's ever let on. Like, it's not just I was wide open and I scrubbed. Uh, there yeah. might be a lot of knowledge in there. Maybe he, he's never been very forthcoming with it, but right. could be in there. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, look, Malcolm yeah. is a hell of a rider, so you can't tell me that there ain't some genetics involved in there, in that family for riding motorcycles. Because Mookie does sure. things in, amazing, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't feel like, and I feel I feel like Mookie didn't watch VHSs. I feel like Mookie just no. fished. He just, oh, I see. You know what I mean? You're right. Like You're I right. just, I, I yeah. there's something going on in the yeah. Stewart family. I, Big James could probably ride the hell out of a of a quad or something. So, <laughs> yeah, Kawasaki Mule, unbelievable thing he <laughs> right. can do. He's unbelievable, yeah. right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, again, well, hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. We'll see you in SLC, man. Thanks. I'm putting a mask on and I'm walking to the airport. This is a big dude. How weird was it to just start packing a bag? How yes. weird was it? Yes. Very weird. Yeah. Very strange. I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I haven't been on a flight actually since Dallas because I drove to Atlanta and Daytona. So. Yeah. I, and I'm driving is- to SLC, so I'm not getting on a flight, but I. I talked to somebody who went to that undisclosed location where RV went, and he said the yeah. airplane was full. Yeah, uh, it was actually hard to find flights and seats. I'm, I'm sure there's fewer flights, but yeah, there yeah, were several yeah. to Salt Lake City, and they are full. Yeah. So, so good luck, everybody. All right, we'll see you there, buddy. Thanks for coming on. All right. All yeah, right. See you tomorrow. See you. Uh, that's Jason Wygant from uh, Racer X Online, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by Pro Taper, Athena, and Maxis Tires, all on board with us. Still looking to give away that stuff. Calls are slow today. Uh, maybe people would, A, we're not on a Thursday. 
B, we're just coming back racing. So I get it. Don't worry, people. But we're, we're going to, well, we won't be taking calls because we'll be doing these up, up in Salt Lake City. So never mind. This is your last chance to win something, though. Speaking of winners, two-time German Supercross champion from Fly Racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Just uh, listening to weeds there, and I'm making a list of things that I need to, I need to pack when I head down there on Friday morning. Yeah, yeah, you you have to drive, right? You're driving. I don't have to, oh. um, but it, it just makes more sense I for it, the things I need to take and yeah, to be yeah. mobile. I'd have to rent a car if I flew, so I might right. as well just drive. Right. Um. Hey, the track. Let's talk about the track a little bit. So obviously, seven rounds in Salt Lake City. Dave Prater was saying on the uh, on the conference call we had a couple weeks ago from Feld, he's like, "Look, there's not going to be enough time to build a whole new track, but." We will change sections. We will change straightaways, rhythm lanes, that kind of stuff up between races to prevent to give the riders, you know, something different. But what do you think, JT? How different will they be week race to race? Yeah, um, I think you're going to see the first two rounds be pretty similar because they they don't have a ton of time. You know, by the time we get out of there, and those guys are going to need a you know to get some sleep and come back on Monday. Uh, they'll probably fix the track, maybe change a couple rhythm sections, but the biggest work really comes in with the timing loops and the finish line structures. And some of those things are a pretty big undertaking to move around. Yep. So after that, the first and second round, they have that extra 24 hour window, basically mm -hmm. Friday. And I think, you know, whether it's a rider going to actually practice that day or the, the track crew getting a chance to make significant changes, that 24 hour window, you know, so Rounds one and two, I think you'll see a similar track. Rounds three and four, I think, will be uh, pretty similar. When you and say you'll, sim you'll see big changes again for five and six. Do you think a rhythm lane, is that all they're going to get? What would you actually think is going to change? Like, you made a good point about the finish lines and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, start, start straight and all I that. Think, I think similar layouts, so they don't have to move the timing loops. Right. Uh, but yeah, change all the jump, like change the jumps around, change the timings of them. You know, turn doubles into tabletops. Um, yep. Basically, anything they can do without structurally changing what's yep. underneath everything, um, and, and that's going to be up to them to see how creative they can get without really setting themselves back as far as starting over. You know, with the the basic infrastructure they have to start with. How friggin' hard pack will this base be by round seven? It's going to be really hard packed. Uh, I, I think it's going to be pretty hard packed around one. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're calling for 93 degrees on Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it, you know, the, the dirt's already in there now. It, they started laying it last weekend. So it's it's baking as we speak. And uh -huh. the temperature temperatures are rising every day. So the the high on, uh, on Friday even is in the 90s. So, um, yeah, I would expect unless we get a, a muddy race, you're going to see super hard back and – you know, more summer conditions than we've seen for Supercross in a long time. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, they'll redo the whoops every single race, right? They have to. Yeah, they'll they'll completely rebuild right, them. Right. Okay. And so, I think every race you'll see different sections. It's just going to be maybe the same you know layout. If you took the jumps off, maybe similar to that. Uh, but I, I think you'll you know they they can change the jumps pretty easily. It, you know, it takes ten minutes to knock a jump down and build something else. Uh, I just think it'll be eerily similar in layout, you know, between rounds one and two, and then three and four will be completely different. Okay, you raced Supercross for uh, 24 years, something like that? <laughs> right. Um, is is not walking the track and getting a slow lap around it, a lap or slow lap or two, maybe max, around a brand new track, is that going to freak the guys out, or are they such pros it's no big deal? By main event time, no big deal. Uh, but it will be weird. You know, I will be curious to see if they let these guys even in the stadium or in any capacity see the track. Because even if, like, I get a track walk, you, you can't control social distancing, and then it creates a whole myriad of problems. I get that. But even if they're allowed to get in or take pictures or, or some way to see it and study it, the actual track, not, not a track map because it, it changes a lot. But just being able to see it beforehand and kind of learn it and, and just stare at it and figure sections out before they have to go out there would help a ton. Because it's really difficult. I don't think they're, they're going to get that chance from what I hear. I don't either. Right. I don't either. It, you know, if, if their first 
chance to see the track is on their motorcycle riding around. That's really tough. It, okay, it so it is really tough. Challenging. It'll be it'll be yeah. some, it'll be a challenge for you. Yeah. Yeah, they're you know that first free practice. Don't expect to see like a bunch of heaters coming in. Like guys are going to be rolling around slowly, riding forward but looking backwards, trying to to figure stuff out and and put rhythm sections together and see what's possible and what's not because. Right. All of that is normally done during track walk, and, and you've seen it. Guys are standing in rhythm sections for 10 minutes just thinking through every option, and can I do this, can I do that, you know, what's option A, option B. Um, they size the whoops up. They do all those things on track walk. So that's, if that's completely removed, as you're, you're saying, I don't think it's gonna, you're going to see like big crashes or anything, yeah. but it's definitely going to add a whole new wrinkle to these guys figuring the track out. You know who's a big – stand on the track and look at it and study it guy is uh brayton yeah he he, yep. he i watch him on track walk and he, dude he'll take forever in a section and just sit there and move his head down the rhythm line over and over you know kind of look at yep. stuff like you know now he's going to be rolling with <laughs> well and and guys at that level you know and uh even for my level that i used to be at uh you you can size things up just standing there and you know how fast or how slow to hit it and yeah. your timing is is based on standing there because that's all we've been doing our whole life is looking at jumps and you know how fast or how slow based on how steep the takeoff is that I'm going to have to go. We're basically removing all of that. So they're gonna, it's just going to take longer to figure sections out. And, it, you know, one thing it could add is guys that are quicker to adapt to tracks, it might help them. And we're, we're going back several years, but and you were there for this. Uh, you know, there were some years where, if we had inclement weather or just a, a stadium, uh, an issue getting into the stadium early enough, they would cancel Friday practice at some rounds. And I always felt like I did better at the races where we just went straight into Saturday without all that Friday practice. Uh, I was just able to figure out tracks a little bit more quickly than, than the other guys. And maybe we're reverting back to that, where the guys that are a little quicker on their feet and they can figure the tracks out a little bit more quickly mm -hmm. may have an edge, you know, especially in this first round. Right. All right, let's take some phone calls here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. First up is uh, Dallas. He's actually at the stadium right now, Dallas. You are at Rice Eccles. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm a student at the University of Utah, and I'm just across the street watching them build the track right now. Okay. And it looks sick, yeah. Like, the dirt actually looks different than any Utah dirt that we've seen in the past. Really? Oh, um, I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard anything about that. But, yeah, I just thought it was cool. I mean, I've been looking at all the teams. They're, built, they're out building bikes. I've been keeping my distance, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm super stoked about racing coming back, and I just wanted to comment on the track. No. It looks sick. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. I, I hope it is. I, I don't – you know, the number one expense for a track is dirt for the promoters, so I can't see them bringing in different dirt. It's got to be local Utah dirt from somewhere, Dallas. You know, so um, it just doesn't. So Utah has like that typical kind of Nevada dirt as well, where it's like clay, yeah. lighter color. Yep. And this stuff is dark, dark, dark brown. Eh, maybe um, it's watered like, though. Maybe it's watered. Like yeah, I mean, no, a a absolutely it is. Yeah. Um, but I know one of our one of our local tracks here offered up some dirt a little while ago. I don't know if this is that dirt or not. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but they have excellent dirt. But yeah. Maybe. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Cool. Thank you, Dallas. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for the update. Ah, live from the stadium. There we go, JT. Um, I like it. Had man boots on the ground. Yeah. Brain, what's up? <laughs> wow, and from the opposite end of the country. Yeah. I hope, uh, hope you boys are well. Um, so, I, Steve, I know you and Weech talked about it uh, a few minutes ago. If there – if I, I don't know that either one is likely to happen, but if one of the uh, – if, if East or West is to change hands for the points lead, what's – which one's most likely? Because I think it's West. Oh, I think um, it's, I, I know think, it's kind of. I think it's West too. Yeah, because yeah, it's more I mean, more deeper riders. You got Jet that can get in the mix. Forkner's going to be on yep. fire. Um, obviously, yep. Cooper. You know, uh, the West is deeper. You lost RJ on the yep. East. I, I, yeah, yep. I I think JT West is most likely to change. Yeah, if it does, and yeah, if it does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Sorry, I I think uh, it's. The big thing is, is going to be this first round for them, right? And they're, going to, they're going to have to wait a little bit. Um, but we've been off for so long on both sides. The momentum is, is going to be really hard to turn around because things are going to happen so fast. So whether you're talking about the West versus East or in the 450 class with Cooper Webb, I, I think if you're 
chasing from behind in points and you're trying to do anything, the first round is going to be everything to get the, you know, the ship going the right direction. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, again, for Shane, and I know I've made it obnoxiously clear that, you know, that I, I have a friendship with him. So obviously I'm rooting for him like crazy to go to do it in the East. And I, I just don't think there'll be enough people to get, like you, both of you are saying, there'll be enough people to get in the way. Um, although I guess, so there's four rounds in the East, is that, is that, or four rounds for the East participants, and, and Shane's 10 out? or is he, He's 10 how out. How far is he out? Yeah, you know? he's 10 out. He's 10 out. So, so if he's four out, I guess he could, if he won all four, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, he could he could do it. But, I mean, there's just – I mean, I guess J-Mart to get in between those two. Yeah, yeah maybe. And he's a Geico guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't like my chances. No, no, I don't. Not, no, I don't. Four, four, four yeah. rounds, I mean, gosh, if we've learned anything over the years in the 250 class, it's – you know, expect the unexpected. You know, just one yeah. crash or one one weird weird main event out of these next few weeks, and everything could look totally different. You know, it just it really is almost a week to week series as far as momentum. Yeah, and I didn't realize uh, Stu is working with Chase, so maybe some of that Stu crashing might rub off on uh, on Sexton a little bit, and that yeah. way he could uh, yeah. give out give out some points. Maybe that'll work. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for the call. Peace out, guys. All right, thank you. Uh, all right, let's go to Jared on four. Jared, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? You want to talk about outdoors? I got a question about outdoors, but just listening to you guys talk about adapting to the track, it made me think of another question. Who do you think is going to benefit from that as far as being able to adapt to these tracks changing so quickly and not getting track walk and all that. Who is that an advantage for and a disadvantage? Any riders stand out for you, JT, either way? That are going to figure out the track more quickly? Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's ironic, but I'm going to go a guy like Brayton, who always jumps things right away. He's like the first one out on the track every single time. Uh, But he's always the one that people are looking to, to like, hey, did Brayton jump the big section yet? So I will say him, and then I'll throw one more in there. I'll say Barsha is a guy that is always out front and always trying to put the track together quickly. Um, and, and I think that's some of it's talent and some of it's risk management. You know, there there have always been guys over the years, Brian Swink was one, Steve Lamson was one, that were always jumping things first. And then other guys would kind of wait for them to sort it out and be like, okay, I watched him do it, now I know I can do it. And yeah, I don't. I think uh, you know that's just a, a common theme that changes throughout time. But yeah, those two guys jump out immediately to me as uh, Barsha and Brayton. All right. Yeah. Are, are you? Are there previews of the tracks of how they're going to change each time, or is it just once you see it, that's what you see? JT, we, have you seen any track maps? Track map. oh, we saw we've a track. the first okay. one. Yeah, the first one's out, but that's as far as we've gotten so far. Yeah. Okay. Just the first one. So can I, can I can I ask my question about outdoors? Yeah, go ahead. Have have we got a schedule of what the outdoors is going to be yet? As no. Far as, do we know? No. Okay. We don't have anything. Sure I, we're doing. I'm doing a road trip to Colorado, and I planned it to try to make that round when yep. it's in Colorado, but I don't know if it's still going to happen or not. I think the Colorado round happens. Look, there's a lot up in the air with the outdoors, and as Wygant was saying, like who really knows what's going to happen? Uh, the the rumor is it's going to start in Indiana that that weekend, the next two weeks after the last round of supercross uh but i don't even i wouldn't even hold my my uh my breath for that one um uh-huh. i wouldn't hold my breath for 11 there's supposed to be 11 right um 11 rounds so yeah it's all up in the air really uh as of right now so okay all right thanks jared i would bet on lakewood happening though jt from that state and the you know everything else yeah uh, honestly to me i think the only ones that are in real jeopardy and I don't know this, but I think yeah. the real Jeopardy ones are Paula, uh, Redbud, and Unadilla. Yeah. Um, I, I think those are the ones that jump out, and that's really no, good. Millville, they, too. They Minnesota, Min- Millville, too. They're, yeah, uh, they're having problems totally. in Minnesota. They, so. you know, they're, yeah, I just think, I think they'll find a way to get Millville done. But, yes, it is one that's under pressure for sure. Um, and even New York, I mean, they, they're allowing the, the teams to, you know, the professional teams to practice again. So you're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. But it seems like Michigan and California especially have really drawn a line in the sand where they're not budging. And it's almost turned political, which is pretty sad um, on both sides, that it's well, something like this. Opening or not opening has become a political issue when it really has nothing to do with that. And, and high points in PA. 
PA is pretty gnarly. So, but they did yeah, have an open and, ride there day there. Right, and yeah. we'll, and we'll see how this regional goes off. That's scheduled for June. If that goes off without a hitch, maybe uh, their governor uh, will see the light. And, and these are these things are changing daily, right? These are really really pressurized situations, and the governments are under a lot of heat to allow events to happen because businesses are getting killed. Well, I should that's a bad uh, analogy, but businesses are going out of business daily because they're not allowed to be in business. Um, so hopefully as summer rolls on and, and the schedule, you know, we're not even scheduled to start until, until July. So you look at a lot of these events could be pushed into August, September. Maybe that gives them enough time to, to get it together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Travis is on three. Travis, what's going on? How are you? What's your question? Good. How are you? I was just calling to see how much you think the bike setup's going to be throughout the week. Do you think they're going to use this time to – change their motor setup or uh, i mean i think that you know everyone's got a salt lake setting they're going to add horsepower try to control it with electronics they have elevation issues you know that are going to cause the bikes to feel slow i don't think there's gonna be a lot of riding between weeks i think kawasaki's rented a private supercross track from what i hear i think i heard husqvarna did too um but jt i don't see a lot of changes for these guys no the only real you know i think possibility of that is if they just have a horrible Sunday afternoon this coming week, you know, maybe they, they call some emergency settings because I don't think there's been a lot of testing. And if you live at sea level, you don't really have a way to test until you get to Salt Lake. And if things just go badly, maybe you will be, but, but as a, an overall picture, yeah, I think most guys will just be, they'll, they'll rebuild the bikes and the guys will rest and then they'll, they'll go at it again. Um, I, I think my biggest question on that end is the guys that are really focused on outdoors. You know, you take a guy like Osborne or Baggett or some of these guys, J-Mark, who are pretty vocal about outdoors being their biggest concern. Do they, do they go try to ride outdoors on Fridays in between these rounds and kind of forget about resting and being maybe their best self at Supercross in favor of maybe gaining an edge for outdoors? Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, Travis, I don't think there'll be a whole lot of change, man. So, um do you uh do you want a set of gear or a pro pro taper seller device, Travis? Uh, a set of gear would be awesome. Twenty twenty kinetic mesh. It's getting. Where do you live? I'm in uh, California. Oh Valley. yeah. So dude, it's getting hot. This stuff's perfect. It's, it's super vented. Uh, so stay on the line. All right. We'll give you that set of kinetic mesh. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, JT. That's the gear to have right now as it warms up. Get the kinetic mesh, everybody. Yeah, it's funny. It's finally getting warm here, but then you look at other parts of the country and they're still cool. Um, so, yeah, for him, uh, he's he's working right into perfect mesh season. So, yeah, it's nice to have something from our fly racing line that works out seasonally as, as right. most brands are heading into closeout season. Uh, it's 106 here today, so it's fully. It's here. Uh, Jonesy, what's up, man? 104 in Sacramento today. <clears throat> 104, 104 in Sacramento. There we go. So, wow, there you go. What's up, man? Light hydrogen guy myself. Hey, I've been giving you shit all year long about AC and, and before the year that you said he wouldn't win a race, and so far you've been right. Oh, and, that I, change and, I, or, and I said he'd be fast as balls. I'd probably get hurt and miss a few races. You, you predicted it dead on. We get it, Steve. Uh, do, 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 do you, are you wrong on this one? He, he learns tracks quick? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the percentage pie for a win, you think? Um, that's, my, that, that's my question. JT, AC percentage pie for a win. I like it. Um, I think we all, you know, had him pegged for at least a win or two in this season. So him coming in hot, uh, he, he rides tracks like this, like hard pack tracks very, very well. And yeah, when I, to me, when you have some of your fiercest rivals thinking championship versus flat out going for wins, that presents an opportunity. So it, wouldn't, it would not surprise me in the least to see him he, get, a, get at least one. Jonesy wants a percent pie. I'll say 50. 50? Yeah. yeah I'd, pretty high. I'd probably go there too, Jonesy. Yeah. 50, right. 60. Flip it is. Uh, um, yeah. So thanks for calling, man. Yeah, have a good one. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Glad Appreciate to be back. It. Thanks, you, man. It's yeah, such, it's, that's, it's, such a, that's such a me answer to go 50, right? Just yeah. waffling right down the middle. Yeah, pretty much. Terrible. Um, Alex on one. Alex, what's going on? What's your question for the Fly Race and Moto 60 show? Hey, guys. I was just curious on who is going to ride for JGR. Is it only going to be Amar and Pickle? Because... Uh, Dakota said that he's taking time off to yeah. fight his Lyme disease. Yeah, Teasdale's hurt. Jimmy D's stepping away. 
Uh, I think Amart, Tickle, and Freddie, Fast Freddie, will be the 450 guy. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Right, JT? Freddie's in 450s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. For sure. So they're just going to have Troll, Troll Train on the east. West, on the yeah, west. Yeah, and it's – well, we hope that Freddie races right. He had a big crash yesterday, so hopefully he's all right. Yeah. Uh, Eric's on four. Eric, what's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Just a quick question here on the 250s and pointing out, specifically with McElrath. I mean, where does he end up if he points out? Um, like, is the door at KTM fully closed after last year's uh, injury? I'm doing air quotes here. Yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, it's a good question. Um, I know that people, the early word people had him alongside Baggett uh, as a teammate, uh, possibility. Yamaha, I heard KTM was going after Ferrandis, and then I heard a couple weeks ago that Ferrandis to Yamaha for next year is done. So then that leaves Barsha out. Um, I don't know, JT. Where do you think Shane McElrath ends up? Well, that's been something, obviously, in my daily business, we've been trying to sort out who we were going to try to, you know, sign for the 2021 season and who's available and who's not. And, and you know, lots of gossip with all that stuff, which is just fun to talk about above work. And I don't know, if you really think about it, most of the full factory spots seem to be spoken for. I don't really see anywhere that jumps out as being an open spot. But, and, and I, I'm being as 100% transparent as I can, if you look at a team like uh, the Rocky Mountain KTM team, that one to me makes sense because it allows him to stay or go back to a KTM, I guess, uh, but it, it allows him to stay on factory equipment, which is, going to be, I believe, his number one goal. Um, but, I mean, you, you know as well as I do that the place in the market, where is there that he can jump onto factory equipment other than that? I don't see a lot of landing spots unless, you know, he wanted to go to Moto Concepts or something like that. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Michael Lindsay was saying on our show last week, JT, that Brayton, uh, the Penrod guys might expand their effort and be a full team, and Brayton might go there. So mm-hmm. if they do that and if they get some work stuff from Honda for a second guy, maybe Shane can slide over there. I don't know if you've heard anything about that, but um, that's an I option. But, yeah. but if you're, if you're McElrath and you're, you know, uh, I, I can't imagine that that's his first choice, right? If you went to him and said, okay, you're leaving star, you've already won a supercross race, like you're going to go to Penrite Honda. And that, that's not a slight at Penrite Honda. Uriba's done a fantastic job over there. But I can't imagine that's where McElrath's head is at right now. Well, if you get factory equipment, what's the difference between Penride and uh, and Rocky Mountain? Factory but you stuff, think, you know? you think that factory Honda is going to supply them with I don't know. factory equipment? I, that's what I'm wondering. Brighton would obviously have it over there, so I don't know. Who knows? It's just yeah. spitballing. Same thing with Moto Concepts, right? No one else got it but Brighton. Right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Think, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Do you guys think that – like the door would be open at KTM. I, I don't know how that relationship ended after he sort of, you know, told them, look, I don't want to move up. We'll do this injury thing. And then he left for Star Yamaha. Oh, no, hard feelings with Troy Lee team and Shane for sure. I don't know if that would transfer over to KTM, though. You know, it's it's okay. bo- bottom line business is that, uh, hey, what can you do on the track? You know, how, how, how can you get us results? So, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't see him going back to a TLD team if they, are, if they ever did a 450 program or anything. So. Yeah. So thanks, man. Okay. Thanks for the well, call. Thanks, guys. Yep. Appreciate it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, who points out and how that works and everything else, JT, uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, it's not a great situation for him because a lot of times these guys move up and uh, you, you have a home right away. But, you know, he's in a, a difficult position where I think Ferrandis is maybe the number one draft pick. Um, so we'll just have to see, right? And I think there's a lot of a lot of that going on because, you know, Plessinger and Barsha and um, Brayton, you know, being seems replaced by Sexton, uh, just not a lot of landing spots. And, and I don't think McElrath's the number one choice in a very limited market. Is, um, so, yeah, it could be a Tim Ferry situation where he lands on a privateer team after winning possibly, you know, who knows how this series yeah. goes after maybe winning a championship. Is um... – is Plessinger out though? I keep I hear different things from different people. Like someone said, no, he's got another year left, and I've heard it was an option. You know, uh, so I don't, I can't get a clear answer from even Aaron himself on whether he's there next year or not. Like as a, as has a deal. 
Yeah, I, I would bet there's an option, but what are the terms of that option? You know, that's where yeah. the, the rubber meets the road. And I think for Barsha, it seems he's been pretty transparent on social media that he needs to to win a title to get a guaranteed re-up, uh, which, you know, he's 20-plus points down. Dude. But, he, I, he but to- if Barsha goes out and keeps winning, right. how are they not going to keep him? He told me in Switzerland that he has to get top three to get an auto-renew. So yeah, I've been saying that. Top three. Yeah. I've been saying that. And then he told somebody, a mutual friend of ours, no, I got to win the championship to get auto renew. So I don't even that, know. That's, yeah, I was going off of social media where he said that. Right. Um, but yeah, who, who knows? Uh, unfortunately, I think the, the most interesting of the, the whole thing is what does KTM do? Because I was, hurt, I was told by someone who would know that, that KTM was going after Ferrandis really hard. And that they were going to possibly go to three guys mm-hmm. at, you know, keep Marvin Webb and then at Ferrandis. But if he's already a done deal at Yamaha, which is news to me, uh, yeah, then that changes the whole picture too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't really further, know. Yeah. Yeah. Further into that question is I heard Justin Cooper was being courted by KTM to go to one year on the 250 and then get a 450 deal past that. So how does that factor into the right. equation? Yep. And then I heard that Yamaha is also courting him to move up there as well. So it's yep. a lot of moving pieces, and it's funny how one, one, you know, one guy signing can change everything for the rest of the the whole crew. Yeah. Well, I heard Cooper was going to stay with Yamaha. That he was getting courted, but he was going to end up staying there. Uh, but I guess we'll see. And the Marvin Muskan uh, injury um, situation just is weird. Don't know why he's not Turning riding into a saga like there. With lots of questions with no answers. You know, I, I, it still doesn't seem like he's even riding a dirt bike yet. No, I wouldn't think so, right? Well, you would, I mean, he should be. If he had surgery in December, I, I, he yeah. should be riding. I, I don't long know. Ago. I just don't, I don't know why we can't get any answers. And I've, and I've texted people close to the situation and they don't have any answers. Right. And that, that's the most, you know, uh, I don't want to say concerning, but most mysterious because, you know, I've had knee injuries and, and, that's not, you know, right. so lots of people have had knee, knee injuries. And, yeah, three or four months is like, yeah, you're definitely riding by then. Like, not ready to race, but I have not even heard of him even riding yet. And we're looking at going on five or six months. Yeah, yep, uh, I, I agree. It'd, it'd be Something's up, I think, with that. Uh, flyracing.com, please grab them uh, online. Uh, go to your local dealer or online retailer, flyracing.com. Uh, exciting things coming for those guys down the road, of course. But Kinetic Mesh that we gave away today is out. Uh, please check them out. The Evo gear, the light hydrogen gear, uh, the FR5 boot, and the Formula helmet. All these things and more from the folks at flyracing.com. Pro Taper as well, the Sella device. It solves a problem faced by all the racers, no matter their skill, skill level. Setting a start device alone is awkward at best and impossible at worst. Patent-pending self-engaged twist deal, the Sella, can be easily set without any assistance, which JT for riders who can't have mechanics on the gate in Salt Lake City will be great. The Sella. Uh, yeah, okay. Cause you, I'm good. Because you've got to be able to set your start device somehow with, some, with no help, somehow, or maybe some help. I don't know. Well, I think we'll they'll see. just roll it up there with it already set. Probably what will happen. Well, we'll see, won't we? We will. Uh, Athena as well. Thanks to the folks at Athena. Cylinder kits are easy and fast to install and offer a special finishing in nickel and silicone to grant maximum duration and smoother sliding. Uh, thanks to those guys. Maxxis Tires, MXST. Used by Alex Ray and Supercross. JT, before we let you go, we ran a poll on Pulp MX Show, and Alex Ray was voted uh, unanimously almost 65% to uh, be the one rider that causes uh, a ruckus in Salt Lake City. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm just super excited to see uh, a race sending it. Uh, I think the track's going to be super slippery, and I don't know how difficult it's going to be, but I think traction is going to be at a premium, and it's going to be wild to watch him going for it in these, uh, especially in the time qualifying sessions. No, he's got uh, he's got MXST. So he'll stick to the track like glue, no problem. Um, all right, uh, we still got to get away this Pro Circuit Sella device or Pro Taper Sella device. First call right now, 702-586-7857, gets the winner of the Pro Taper Sella device that just came out. I think it's for like 2015-ish and newer, so more modern bikes. Right, just... make, make sure someone's got a modern bike, too. Yes. Uh, all right, JT, thanks for, uh, thanks for calling. We'll see you in Salt Lake this Sunday. It sounds unbelievable. It sounds weird to say it, but we will see you at the race this Sunday.
Yep, I'll talk to you on a podcast uh, tomorrow and then the next day and then the next day and then <laughs> in, in perpetuity. Yeah, exactly. If you people want some podcasts, get ready. They're coming. Uh, and don't forget, play Pulp Mix Fantasy as well, people. We've got a good deal going on for that. Thanks, buddy. I right, guess. All right, see you. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. FlyRacing.com, Moto 60 Show. We got a winner already. We got a winner on the Cella device. Thanks to Athena, Maxis, and Pro Taper. We're back with this show every Thursday. Or actually, no, not every Thursday now. The day before the races. But not this Saturday. But starting Tuesday. I don't even know. Just stay tuned to social media. We'll be back. Thanks for the support. I was born in-